everyone and welcome to Gear Z, the sim racing podcast. I'm your host Vink and let's kick out with this. It's been Gearheads Podcast. Yes guys, Wednesday, another episode here, our 24th installment, and today we're going to talk about Dakar. going to be 1 hour and 40, long episode, but there's a lot of things to talk. To start it, we're going to have full episode here with the CEO from Sauber Porto, Estee, sit down with me for almost 1 hour 30, explain me everything that goes around the game, what is the pros, what is the difficult things, what is the easy part, so what's going to come for the game. So is so many things to talk but before we jump on that one let me talk about my affiliate link and of course about my patreon as you guys know on the bottom of your summary of the podcast you're listening in spotify you're listening in apple or wherever you're going to find it Kiers at the Sim Racing Podcast have a link with Race Anywhere, so guys, click it. And of course, there are the best curated Sim Racing equipment in UK. So for you see, they are doing discounts once again, 33% discount on a GSL Pro Dual Clutch Goma Sim Industry for £731. And of course, for 29% discount, you have one of the best Sim Dash, one purpose-built data display unity port. 294 I'm talking of the I'm talking about the SDU from Simtook, one of the best displays ever and it's like I say 29% discounts and you have much more coffee racing living you have uh, element pro from VPG with a 28% discount so guys have a look click on the link that is on the bio and like you know clicking on the link you are supporting me and you know give me the five stars follow us on uh, on the social media, everything is changing. Social media now is Sim Racing uh, HQ, so we have to change it. Like I told you before, the name Ving is associated to a company on UK, so it's a little bit difficult when I want to give sponsors or I want to approach everything. They cannot use the name, so this is the best way. And talking about supporting the channel, give the five star reviews, follow us, and of course, join me on my Patreon. You know, when you join the Patreon, you are supporting Games with Cancer 2. Every month I share half of my Patreon with them and of course there's a lot of things that are going to come. I'm going to put uh, tomorrow a big um, delivery of uh, rally mods there. Of course going to be for Assetto Corsa as you might know and two tracks that I enjoyed from the same game. So please guys go there. The links are not exclusive so even if you don't want to support the channel you can always go there and click on the links but you know you are there, you are helping me, supporting me for keep bringing you more stuff. Like I say, we're gonna dedicate everything to Dakar, talking with uh, the CEO, and let's kick out. Okay, hello, thank you. Uh, that's my pleasure to be with you, uh, to speaking about these, uh, you know, racing things, and especially about Dakar. Let me tell you, and introduce you, Sabra Porto, to the people that don't know what, what is Sabra Porto. 
Well, um, Saber Porto, so, uh, so, so understanding to get a, a precise location about this. So we are located here in the, in the north of Portugal. So, um, in the near, in front actually of the river, of the Douro River, uh, in the south part, looking to Porto. So, uh, it's more about in Vila Nova de Gaia, but this is in the, in the, in the same location as the metropolitan area of, of Porto. Um, we started, uh, this like 12 or 13 years ago. So it was pretty much 13 years ago. So we started and, um, when we started was to set up a, um, you know, game development studio. We started a very, very small one. Uh, we were, um, pretty much a family, uh, studio. Uh, really, because it started, uh, it was founded with myself and my wife. So, uh, we, we have, I have actually, um, investments, uh, from other uh, projects before. So I was also CEO of, uh, Info Capital and, uh, that was a distributor of, uh, Take Two. Uh, Rockstar, uh, Warner Brothers, and you know uh, Blizzard, another another exclusively for 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 Portugal market. Before that, I was also the founder of Game Invest. That was you know for a few years, um, you know the pretty much the biggest uh, investment from game development in Portugal. I was also the founder of the first uh, you know association from game development. So it was a lot of things uh, for more than 20 years in the in the game industry i've been developing a lot of games but um this specific one about what becomes to be the saber portal um in the beginning uh was uh, called them as big moon it was big moon studios mm-hmm. uh we we start like i said uh pretty much uh, despite we have been incorporated in 2008 um, but uh, it was started pretty much in the end of 2009 because there was uh, a lot of things uh, to, to st- start up. And um, we started working, you know, as a small, very small company, you know, first was like uh, five people. Um, and uh, we started pretty much working for others, like, you know, uh, working to providing some pieces of art, some, uh, you know, um, port, some games, uh, working with some co-productions. That's how we've been starting. And then we've been growing up, uh, keeping our uh, business stable in terms of, uh, of, of development um, and also in terms of the business itself um, because we were, you know, self-funding. And um, as, as long as we grow, we grow up um, and until 2019, actually, when we were, you know, between the 18 and 19, when actually we released Dakar 18, um, that's one of the things, we were already around 40 people. You know, it was almost forty people. So, and then that was that that was released um, Dakar eighteen uh, in September twenty five September uh, of two thousand and eighteen. Um, after that, Dakar, many things changed because um, while we were growing up uh, step by step, after that the things uh, were you know Dakar put us ourselves in front of uh, the old world and allows us to have, um, you know, several proposals to, you know, to grow up even more with more external international investment. Um, what it comes to to end uh, as to receive uh, major three proposals for very three different groups. One of them was Sabre. Actually, we were working with them on one project that was uh, Call of Cthulhu. And then okay. we received another proposal that was Crisis Remastered, uh, mm-hmm. w- which we, we had to, to develop here as well. Um, but during this period of time, that was already in the mid-2019, uh, um, we just uh, agreed together to join Sabre. 
And uh, with that, we became, from marketing-wise, we became Saber Porto. It was how, how it was uh, settled in uh, October 2019. And in February 2020, um, everything together, so Saber and Saber Porto, and then every, all the other studios from Saber, become part of Embracer Group as well. Um, and then we proceed. Uh, currently, so just to understand, when, when we joined it like a, um, less than four years ago, so three years, three years and a half, uh, when we joined it pretty much uh, Sabre, we were, like I said, uh, less than 40 people, so 30-something. Uh, right now, we are more than 150 people here. <laughs> so it was, it was a studio that we grew uh, in all, all the last year. All the same location? All the yes, same location? Yes, yeah, but for example, uh, we're still in the same location. Uh, we still keep this, the original building. is a very uh, old okay. building that we just refurnish and rebuild it. But um, but we that building was only capable to get around 40 seats. So we expanded to a campus. So we build up more, more buildings around. Right now, okay. we have three buildings. So it's part of a campus. Um, we have everything here from motion capture to auditoriums to uh, restaurants to everything here that is um, you know is, is, a, is a kind of a place where when you come to work with us you don't need anything else you don't need to you have a breakfast we have a lunch we have uh, you know things that you're uh, food at any moment and drinks and you have uh, you know you have everything related inside of this so if you want to animate something we have rooms for animation we have rooms for art we have rooms for for environment so Everything is done in the house, um, and that's how we grew up. Uh, and then, by the way, so this this was was pretty much an, an increase. Of course, by joining Saber and Embracer Group allows us to do this uh, jump for. It was around 375% of increase, actually. Uh, that was really? a calculation that we did, yes, we did in the beginning of this year when we closed the last fiscal year. And, uh, and more things, for example, we also have um, these 150 people, actually, they are from more than 15 countries, different countries. So actually, we believe that we have uh, studied one of the most, um, you know, multicultural Studios. We have people from not only from Portugal. Actually, from Portugal, we only have fifty-five percent. All of them, oh. uh, all the others, are coming from you know from Brazil, from Spain, from Russia, from Ukraine, from uh, New Zealand, from France, England, America. So you know, you name it. So it's a lot of countries here, and that's exactly how we we have been and build up a kind of a multiple culture and a kind of a success as well because. We bring all this knowledge from many other countries, uh, and, and actually, we are not doing remote. We we don't we build up here what we call a local culture. What means a local culture it means that the people are relocating here to Portugal. And what what we have a nice weather, nice people, nice food. You know, the cost of life is way more efficient than mult, multiple other. Yes, earlier on you can also for that. Exactly. Just about just so the food example, is enough for <laughs> for make me sad. Yeah, absolutely. So that's exactly you know uh, we we use the benefit of being part of this unique country. You know where you have you know you can have great food, great wine, great houses. A great locations, all of that on a on a very acceptable and accessible uh, price, and uh, comparing for for many other that that 
uh, you know, that are very prohibited. Like could be London, Paris, uh, San Francisco, you know, so many, many uh, other places that, uh, you know, you cannot compare. But however, in terms of, um, of quality, the weather, the climate, you know, the, the, <clears throat> everything else it's it's um it's wonderful and uh, people are loving to 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 move to here and that is part of the success but on top of that it's necessary to to make sure that we have uh, great projects and that was exactly what was missing from us uh we 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 actually have been working on that level as well um uh from ourselves that's what we we came to Sign exclusively for the Dakar brand. Um, that was signed uh, way before uh, Saber. It was so as 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 Bimur. But mm-hmm. um, uh, we 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 have now way more access to you know multiple IPs, IPs from multiple things. So we have uh, great great opportunities to create the top video games, and we don't need to get out of Portugal. Actually, we are inverting the things so the people come to to Portugal and enjoy enjoy the weather, enjoy all of the things. Another thing that you, you, you yes, uh, I didn't mention, but one another thing that was important to say is when we started um, the 2010, 9, 10, 11, 12, um, we were, like I said, working on uh, work for hire. So we, we were pretty much a small team that was subcontracted by other teams to create a part uh, of uh, another co-production. For example, I still remember our first um, racing game that was WRC3. That's we were my questions. Oh, okay. okay, so we were working for Milestone uh, and uh, our work were basically creating some vehicles um, and uh, following their their own uh, you know technical uh, instructions and also working to to help them with some uh, you know tracks um, back then uh, then it was successful everyone was enjoying uh, working together as a small was a very small uh, participation but it was very nice uh, people love it uh, both and then immediately they bring another project together that was uh, MotoGP so back then it was MotoGP 13 and uh, actually, we, we created for them the, the motorcycles. So they were more focused about creating the game itself, the gameplay. And um, we were creating following their instructions about you know, the cockpits of the, 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 the motorcycles, the motorcycles, etc. And we were providing, and they were evaluating, and, and, and our team was growing up. Uh, then then they, they um, I still remember they released the WRC4, using the same vehicles that we provided to them. And then um, the the licensing moved from Milestone from Italy to France. Uh, Back then was the Big Ben. Big Ben now is uh, Nakam, I believe, the name of the publisher, and the developer is Kiloton. And uh, so as a Kiloton, they they was uh, looking for uh, their first WRC, that was WRC5. And WRC5, they were looking for the same companies that was working or providing uh, vehicles. And of course, they contacted us. I, I still remember, um, you know, the, the 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 person that is the head of publishing from from um, from Big Ben uh, calling me because we, we we knew pretty much all market. He called me and says, "Hey, you, it's true that you were uh, still developing vehicles for WRC." I was saying yes. So can we? create some more vehicles for us, for WRC5. He said, of course, that's what we do, right? <laughs> so, and then uh, we changed the engine, so it was a different engine, a different approach. Um, but it was very nice to 
gather all this knowledge. So we keep moving forward. Then after WSC5, they were also entering in another uh, game that was, um, uh, it was, um, I remember it was uh, Flat Out 4. Yes. And Flat Out 4, what is a fantasy game? It was, it's more about... Yeah, I was uh, going to ask you which was a Flat Out 4 or yeah. was yeah. the Flat Out, uh, because I think it was a remake too. So when yeah. I was doing my search, I just found Flat Out and I was a little bit... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Flat Out 1 and 2. One. No, yeah, Flat Out 1 and 2 was developed by Bugbeer. Bugbeer is okay. uh, actually... We know uh, we are very close together right now because we are all in the same group. So Bugbeer belongs to our operator that is THQ that belongs to Embracer and we belong to Saber that belongs to Embracer as well. Uh, so Milestone <laughs> actually belongs to PlayOn that belongs to Embracer as well. So all of us, uh, in the, it's okay. crazy because you know uh, we're becoming old in this industry and the industry is becoming all together, uh, especially on, on Embracer side. So we are being all all joining together as friends right now uh, because we all belong in the same uh, ownerships because at the end of the day, the investors are all investors that uh, buy shares from Embracer. But anyway, so I, I was saying specifically is that uh, Backbeer developed this too. Then it was someone else doing the Flatout 3. And um, then Kiloton was invited to develop Flatout 4. And because, you know, we, we, we were developing um, cars for them for WSC5, uh, they, they contacted us and says, hey, can you also be interested to develop fantasy vehicles for this Demolition Derby game? And of course, we said yes. And it was another experience. So we grew up also there because... Uh, for WRCs in uh, in in the racing, uh, you know, the simulation racing in general, we have to fu fulfill the technical um, requirements from a licensing vehicles. So mm -hmm. everything that we have been working so far was based on precisely the replica that is authorized by the licensors. That means if we are, I'm replicating a Honda or if I'm replicating, for example, uh, a Hyundai or, or a Ford or whatever is the vehicle, I have to make sure that all the requirements are met and try to be as, as, as accurate as possible. In Flat Out, it's a fantasy game because uh, Flat Out is about destruction and uh, you, we cannot be so much destruction using licensing vehicles, right? Because licensing, no license wants to have that. Actually, that's we have a kind of a unique thing on Dakar where the, all of them are licensed vehicles and actually they are well damaged. But it's not a demolition derby. So at the end, um, we have to also start creating vehicles that actually doesn't exist. So it was not only about modeling and creating technically uh, the way that could be driving and, and, and destructing, but also um, by designing the concepts as well, being approved the concepts, uh, making sure that it, it feels like a very cool vehicle and then making that is, is destructing. So all of this was very interesting because the limits of the destruction on WRC was way less uh, deeper. And on mm -hmm. the, with the, this, this um, uh, demolition derby game, we have to go further. So 
once again, that was, um, I believe, in 2014 and 15. Then, after 2015, we started to uh, do a change. Uh, back then, it was in Big Moon. We made a change because we decided, okay, we already are around 30 people. And uh, we have been working on several games, um, you know, between adventure games and racing games. So uh, it was the momentum where we said, okay, we should now start preparing ourselves in the future to have our own IP or our, our own game or something that is that will create a kind of a soul or a kind of, um, you know, uh, something that could be recognized for the future in terms mm -hmm. of our studio. And for me, um, I, I, I you know I thought like, uh, okay, I think we, we should cross together the two th topics. That is an adventure but also racing because um because technically uh we we knew how to do uh, how to do uh racing uh, but also we love the adventure as well and if you think a little bit and also another thing that is very important is i never wanted to be a copycat that means i don't want to copy someone else so let's say if i want to do another wrc or another third game or another formula 1 game i will be doing some weak game it will be a copycat. It will never be as good as original. So what's for? Why I will do something to be a crap you know, version of the original game, right? So it's like you do a music, and for some reason I do a slicely copycat of the of the music, but it's not exactly the same. Just trying to sell something. So it doesn't make anything. And this was not what we I intended or what we we are looking for. What we were looking for is something that could be sign it as oh that was from these guys is this something unique so um and joining together the the racing and the adventure for me as a portuguese guy as well that has a real fun of dakar paris dakar and so on nothing better than the rally ride and actually there is no rally ride so far so the only two games that are based on rally ride games is um is Dakar uh, 18 and Dakar Desert Rally. I, of course we can say we cannot say that is the only game uh based on Dakar because before that you know we still remember I I played also in uh, in PlayStation 2 and it was exactly. the Paris Dakar Dakar and Dakar 2 you know I I think I was 14 years old when they came out or something like I probably even younger <laughs> yeah yeah, 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 exactly. So, but anyway, these these uh, these games uh, actually um, were uh, pretty much like back, back in the days. Was any no difference like other rally games? Just you have uh, a scenario that looks like exactly. the dunes of North North Africa, but uh, that is there was there was from point A to B, and you just follow the point. No, exactly, not coordinates. I I I. I think the only thing they have is, is just say right left and was basically like a rally a rally game no as a point exactly they they try to in terms of graphically they they try to show a little bit about what is a roadbook but actually it's like just follow the the the, the orientation from the harrow and you get there uh, so there was no open world so there was just a, a falling line and if you get far away you just make a reposition and that's it so mm -hmm. the idea uh, was not that so the idea was let's do really um, a, a simulation about what is the rally ride so being a rally ride you need to make sure that you can navigate so 
Dakar 18 was the first game that was based on navigation where you need to, you get a roadbook and the roadbook actually, for example, in Dakar 18, we received the roadbooks from from the, the, the Dakar from uh, 18. So that happens on uh, cross country. We started in, uh, in uh, Peru, then it moves to Bolivia, and then from Bolivia goes down to Argentina. So uh, all of this uh, South America adventure, it's a huge uh, participation. What we did was we made a reduction of the map you know, to fit into a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox, uh, Xbox One, we make it a reduction from one to thirty-three. So pretty much like you know, in, in real life, you mm-hmm. could drive like uh, five kilometers. In in the game, you'll drive around one kilometer, uh, something like that. So, but it, it, nevertheless, it was like a stage with one hour to to drive as well. And um, uh, back they 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 created the Dakar Rally that took fourteen days with fourteen stages. And what we did was let's replicate these 14 stages to the game. So the the original roadbooks um, was sent. Uh, actually, I had access to the, the roadbooks because I was there, you know, capturing uh, pictures okay. and, and talking with teams and following everything uh, together. So to make sure that we have the accurate information, the things that really matters in place, I was there taking all the info. And uh, as well, I was bringing with me the roadbooks. So, and the roadbooks, I know that was uh, created by ASO, the the you know the the organization. And mm-hmm. once it, it uh, we we work with that, just of course, since we have a less reduction in terms of kilometers, we had to do an adjustment as well. So we 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 remove a few notes, more, um, pretty much the boring notes, right? And uh, all of them uh, keep it there. So the sense of the the waypoints, the number of waypoints, the the sense of the the notes and the the, the replication about the the landscapes, um, you know the, the the places and so on. Uh, from from Peru to Bolivia to Argentina, um, that was the replication, and um, and actually the each place um, has has been working to make the feeling, uh, and uh, so we replicated the vehicles, we replicated the, the 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 pilots as well, and we replicated as well the the, the roadbooks. So ideally, it was okay. Now I can do that my adventure. Uh, by myself at home, so I don't need to have you know a full of cars or a full of bikes and etc. I can now test it and actually drive using the roadbook. What also another important that is completely different from all the other things is that this game has five different classes. So it's not a game based on cars or based on trucks or based on bikes. You know, if you, 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 we play, for example, MotoGP or we play uh, motocross or, or MEXGP or something like that is from bikes. You play uh, dirt or WRC is from cars. But if you play that car, you can play on any of these uh, categories. It's five categories, actually. And um, so the experience can be repeated and repeated with completely different experience because driving a bike is completely different than a track or so on. So this, this, all of these things makes this game completely unique. So I will say we build up here at Big Moon uh, during the years of... Uh, so we signed an agreement in 2016 with ASO, and we started production by the end of 16, 17, and in 18 we released the game, and that was the first rally game, rally ride game, 
uh, ever made based on, on these huge navigation and roadbooks. And uh, that creates what we call a subgenre. So we have a genre of, uh, you know, the ra- racing games. And then we have subgenres, right? Uh, you know, from, okay. from, from Formula One to, to Rally, et cetera. And, and from that, we also created what we call the Rally Ride. And, um, and it's very important to bring to the people. Of course, we knew and we know that the, the problem on that one is because it's a niche. So it's, it's not, you know, there is a lot of countries in Europe that knows very well, but for example, it's not so much aware about that in, in North America or in other places. I think even, even on UK, I think UK is not very well known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The- like I said, so I, I think it's, this, this is a very unique and exciting, in my opinion, of course, I'm, uh, I, I, it's, it's, it's uh, I'm, you know, I'm very yeah, suspected. No, but it's like you say, for example, on numbers of vehicles, you have more than 150 uh, different types of vehicles yeah, that yeah. you guys have on a game. It's a lot of different yeah. physics, a lot of different, and yeah. all them, all them, from what I, until now I try, all them feel different and that is something good because sometimes often you pick up yeah, a, a rally a rally game and the cars if yeah. even if you go with the well, let's say with the with the rally five we go with a with a volkswagen golf or we go with a squad some of them they, like the dirty you can feel different but a lot of them they feel the same it's just it's just exactly. a different more acceleration more more braking but the rest there or on that car yeah. more on desert desert car you have yeah. different physics. The size of the sorry, sorry, continue. Uh, and actually, yeah, yeah, actually, sorry uh, to explain, go deeper that because um, when, when when we complete Dakar eighteen, just to 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 explain the difference between Dakar eighteen and Dakar Desert Rally. So Dakar eighteen, uh, we were absolutely focused about what makes the difference from all the other uh, genre or subgenre mm-hmm. of the racing game. And for us was, oh, I have to navigate. So it's, we, we want the, the first topic was to create a, a very a huge experience about navigating and getting lost and getting the sense of you're so tiny in the, in the, in this world. Remember, this is a game of driving without, without roads. What is, you can find some roads, of course, but. You don't need it that. So, you know, any other kind of game you, you find, you have roads to follow, whatever it is. So even if it's a GTA or even, or even if you, uh, you, you drive on, on, uh, on, uh, the crew or other games that are need for speed. Your, your, our, our mind start to remember, we know where we need to go automatic. This is not the case. The, the challenge here was how can we make a game where if you go to the middle of desert, Think about that. Where I have to go? There is no road here. So how how we can bring that to the player? So we have to first understand very well, very deep, what the spirit and the soul about what happens in the real Dakar rally all over these years and try to transfer this uh, user experience to the player. And um, and that is part of the, the part of the issue, part of, as well. So it, it brings one thing is the uniqueness. So how this is a unique game that you cannot find this kind of experience anywhere. That was what we were looking for. From the other, the other hand, is also about how we can think about to make it uh, possible for people that never tried so usually says oh yeah dakar and i we see great pictures and so on and oh yes i could go there and drive but 
majority of the people even didn't think that. Guess what? There is no roads. You are driving in the sand. You are driving in, on a vast landscape with nothing. So where are you having? Where are you moving to? So, and, and now we're talking something very funny because I'm telling you. Um, so um, my wife, she don't drive. She don't know how to drive. But uh, sometimes she jump on a simulator. And one of the games that she likes to play is Dakar because it's an open, it's an open world. <laughs> She can go everywhere. Yeah. So she can go everywhere. So, yes. so sometimes she exactly. Sometimes <laughs> she don't do the the races by races, but she go to the free to the free map, yeah, yeah. and she okay. enjoy it there. And and I try one time to make a challenge on YouTube that she will do. I will not look to the to the map. So I will just follow their air directions. So she will need to 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 read me the roadmap. Yeah. And she was. She said to me, it was she was so confused because. It's not only the fact that you need to drive, you need to know where you're going. Is you need to check where are we going with your compass. You need to look for the areas where oh, they say absolutely. on this monument. Yeah, it's it's such a different type of game yeah. and such such a unique experience that people sometimes often forget. It's something that you need years and years for doing it. You can be the best driver, and we saw a lot of very good drivers go to Dakar, and they don't not able to to win it. You know, or many times the very good navigator. Otherwise, he... so for example, another another important topic. So that was coming back to the the thing was that was our main focus for Dakar 18. So Dakar 18, we we build up in terms of knowledge about okay, we want to create this huge open world mm-hmm. because we have to have a huge open world. Where we can drive hours and hours, and you know, you don't get uh, uh, you know. Uh, outside of our uh, map. Another important topic here is that um, if you think about that, um, we created in Dakar 18, we created 18,000 square kilometers. But thinking about comparing just other games, for example, I'm not speaking about Formula One, where you are a closed uh, track or even WRC, we have small uh, tracks. Let's think about, for example, open world games as well, like, um, you know, Forza Horizon as a good example, or for example, GTA 5. So Forza Horizon has around, you know, just roughly 72 square kilometers. And um, GTA 5, he has around 100 square kilometers. Now, we are not speaking about 70 or 100 or even 1,000. We are speaking about 18 thousand square kilometers so it's a huge thing and we had to manage ways to fit inside of 50 gigabyte uh, disk space because um you know as, as as a game if we go more than 50 gigabytes uh then uh, we had to have double discs uh, on uh, blu-ray and etc so um you know in a physical distribution is more complex so and you know so we try to to find ways not to tweet it. But if you think about, it is not possible to bring all the world there uh, without you know smart ways to do uh, compressions mm-hmm. or even things like, for example, procedural ideas like, okay, I cannot store in a disk all the small rocks or all the the vegetation. I have to find ways to uh, when the game is is running to set up the things on the fire on the fly. So that means the things uh, we have to create uh, our own solutions for that. And we beat the the previous Guinness Book record that was on 2007. If you remember from fuel, 
fuel game that was released by Codemasters, mm -hmm. and it was a game uh, developed by Azovo, you know, the, the French guys that released recently the, the Fly Simulator. They are very good, and they, they made this uh, tremendous open world for fuel. But the fuel was with 14,400 square kilometers, 14. And we made it with 18, so bigger than, than fuel. Uh, and, and in Dakar Desert Rally, when we repeat the formula, so that was one of the plan, we actually move from the, the chapter to what we call the, the South America to Middle East. Uh, and the map now is completely different. It's a map with on, only one country, but it's a huge map is um, Saudi Arabia. And Saudi Arabia, uh, we, we even don't touch all of Saudi Arabia. We, we touch a big part of Saudi Arabia because we couldn't fit all of that mm -hmm. things. And we managed to be more than 20,000 20, square kilometers, so bigger than Dakar 18. Uh, and, uh, you know, and the, the, the idea was to have all the experience between, you know, driving near to the, uh, Red Sea, uh, that is, you know, uh, one of the very beautiful, uh, oceans that they have, um, the, 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 the mountains of Neom, uh, then you, you can go to the, to the interior where you have more sand or go to Southern Riyadh, you know, all of these variations with the, all the monuments, all the landscapes, and all the biomes that we have been studying in place there. I was there in, the, in the Saudi Arabia to collect this data as well, once again, after two times on Peru, now on Saudi Arabia. And, um, and we, we bring this new game, the second game of, of Dakar. Um, of course, now we could do it with, uh, with more time. We made more time. So that's why we developed during three years, not two. During these three years, we accumulated also three events, not one. So the other one only have Dakar 18. Here, this one includes Dakar 2020, 2021, and 2022. So it's um, three rally events instead of one, and they keep the same five classes. So that's why how this extends so many vehicles, many different uh, you know, uh, solutions, and, and more, because um, actually, despite all this content, uh, and even with the treasure hunting, if you want just to drive to find your own stuff, uh, and, and, and you know, experience to explore, on top of that, we also... Um, and this is it's uh, in, in very interesting. Is um, we are preparing, uh, you know, to 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 bring. Uh, we have been bringing actually uh, several new vehicles. We have bringing also great. Uh, no, I know that it's fantasy vehicles, but great vehicles that is from SnowRunner because we have part of same group of 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 Saber. So we had access to that. So it was a very cool idea to bring the trucks, and actually we also will bring to the people the the cars, uh, some cars from SnowRunner. We are bringing the classics. You know, um, we made uh, a lot of ultimate rewards, so we can you you, you can play with the the old Porsche that was uh, or or even the Arivatan and. Uh, Peugeot 405 or Peugeot 205, uh, you know, we, we, Citroën. we the Citroën. So we have a lot of uh, classics. So we bring all the classics, you know, the iconic ones. We, we still have more DLCs with classics uh, to, to come. Uh, we will have, you know, the... the, the um, Hybrids. Exactly. Hybrids on your roadmap. Yes, the Hybrids actually was a very interesting thing because... Uh, um, because Azo was asking to us to push from a pack 
um, of vehicles that will be the hybrid vehicles. So that means that they are the future mm-hmm. of vehicles. And that means that we'll bring vehicles, cars, and also trucks on the hybrid that was actually there uh, on the on the last year. And um, so, so, and uh, whatever is the the new generation of vehicles, like the hybrid, or the old generation of vehicles, the historical ones, you know, the classics ones, all of them have, or even if it's a little more fantasy, like the the, the snowrunners, all of them has a, its own different classes and uh, allows us to extend the experience. So we will we expect to complete all this experience of Dakar by bringing one thing that for me it will be very proud of that is the um so uh, the ra- so basically the roadbook editor the roadbook editor will allow the people okay. yeah that will be pretty much uh, by the end of this uh, DLCs and so on um that will be able the people to keep proceeding with content that means imagine that you have all this vast area and now you will be able to okay i can create my my own route i will the 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 editor generates automatically the roadbook you can share the roadbook with your friends you can play the uh, uh, with your own roadbooks or you can play roadbooks made by the community by uh, your uh, other friends and you can even create championships where you can bring people together and you share the roadbook you know a few minutes before you start as it happens in reality because honestly if you play the game and if you play over and over these stages that we have, you you, start you right, will know start memorizing. So that is not yeah. the true spirit of Dakar. The true spirit of Dakar is you don't know exactly what is the roadbook there, what will happen. You don't know uh, how you will survive in terms of uh, with your car without crashing your car. So uh, ultimately, your goal is to proceed until the end, um, and uh, and. If you play over and over, even even knowing that we we are providing for you guys, you know, uh, three different rallies, ultimately you're being you'll you'll get aware about everything, right? So instead of stopping there, the replayability after the roadbook editor we expect to be endless because people can be always creating more and more and more roadbooks and share together and keeping exploring the game over and over. You know that is pretty but much. Th- let me plan. ask you, because you you talk about the editor, and the editor will be uh, on only on the Saudi Arabia or on the map that you guys gonna open about America, because no, on uh, the roadmap, so, one of no, the package will be America. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. So the the tool is independent. So um, well, the idea is wherever is the map, you will be able to create okay. your own roadbook. So there is two layers of software. The the the, the layer of the landscape. It's about content. So the game itself, by default, has this big map of 20,000 square kilometers of uh, Saudi Arabia, right? So in Saudi Arabia, Mm -hmm. you can use the roadbook editor and create wherever you want uh, inside of that uh, map uh, your roadbook on your stages and so on. And when you get the U.S. map, that is another map that is, um, you know, to explore from... Uh, you know, from from all these uh, areas between the Salt Lake, the Yellowstone, the you know the 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 
Grand Canyon and so on and so on, you around that areas, you will be able as well to create your own roadbooks. So of course, with the map itself that we will be provide available, um, we will bring a few a few more uh, rally ride uh, um, things. As an example, I believe it will be two rally rides and with the, with several stages. But on top of that, you'll once you get installed the editor, you'll be able to select whatever is the map and create your own uh, roadbooks and then share, and the people can be playing together with you or again you or competing with you um, and I think that will be way valuable even in the future if no, it's we it's a game changer I, exactly I'm, it, I'm it, telling it, it's a game changer it, because you are playing for example my, on my point of view a lot of times you go competitions of uh, let's say dirty rally a giving example dirty rally have a good a lot of rally stages but you know them already a lot of people know them already and a lot of them they have such a they, they replay them for so long that they know them automatically and they take advantage on that. Sometimes they are not better than you. They just have more time to know the map than you. So this one will bring more closer to everyone because if you go to a championship and nobody knows what's going to be the map, everyone's going to start on the same point. And that's going to be unique. I think it's a unique point of view for uh, for gaming and for competitions. I think it's unique. That's- Absolutely. Yes, especially for example, if you if you think about uh, by by doing um, uh, a rally uh, WRC game or a dirt game, you know, from a standard rally championship, uh, what you're doing by playing and replaying over and over that stage is you're getting more ability to to do that uh, with a faster time, right? But you yeah, you, you are shortcuts, but, you know. Yeah, but that that is not what is the really rally ride or the really Dakar spirit. The really Dakar spirit is not about, oh, I want to cut cut some edges or trying to do faster than this. It's how to survive while navigate. So like you were describing before, imagine, for example, you are a rider. That means you are a person that you are uh, on, on your bike and you are doing Dakar. So basically, you have to drive fast. You have to make sure that you don't hit any rock, otherwise you will fall. You make sure that when you you jump on dunes, to be careful because it could be a cut dune and then you can fall again. Uh, you need to make sure that um, you 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 pass uh, all the other obstacles, and you know even there, there is some uh, uh, camel or camel grass or stuff like that. And on top of that, you need to focus yourself alone to read the roadbook. And while you're reading the roadbook, if you go to simulation, you can even choose to be uh, moving your your own manually the rotation of the roadbook. So all of these is a balancing, uh, an amazing balance between driving full attention for the, 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 the challenges, uh, full attention for the roadbook, making sure that you control the, the rotation uh, of scrolling the roadbook and, and while you're accelerating and controlling the bike. So all of these is way more deeper than everything else. And that's exactly what we intend to uh, in in our game, and actually we, that was our propose about this game. And and adding on top of that the possibility that you 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 can start anything new every time by receiving a roadbook and experiment that roadbook wherever you like it or not, and then rating if you really enjoy it or not is something that will be keeping fresh and fresh. It's all about 
like um, exploring the world with Dakar. And that is pretty much about the sense about Dakar. So this is not about, oh, how fast I can go with my bike or with my car. is how can I find my way to get to the uh, arrival special. That is the goal. Yeah, sometimes, you know, it's quite funny because the, the game, even if you, if you, if you miss the point, you need to go back. It's just not not so linear, you know. If you miss it, you need to sometimes to stop driving. You need to read the book, read, yeah. check how many kilometers you already drive on the wrong direction. So oh, if you yeah. go on the proper simulation, is it's such a fun. Sometimes uh, yeah. a race that you could do it in twenty minutes, go through a proper endurance, and it's really fun. But let me ask you about the classics. I'm a I'm a nostalgic guy. <laughs> I love Dakar. So my father used to have a collection of diecasts. Uh, you know, I think it was, I don't want to say wrong, but I think 124. So yeah. quite kind of small ones, but yeah, the classic cars, all them. Mm -hmm. What what cars are you going to bring more, the classic ones? Oh, yes. Um, we we have been, uh, so in terms of the, the, the classics, um, uh, if you remember inside of the game, so we started like this, inside of the game, we created the, what we call the ultimate rewards. Ultimate rewards was... Mm -hmm. uh, classic vehicles that we put it there if you were you know one of the um the top uh, three uh, on each classes you'll get to win about you know uh the citroens uh peugeots uh other kind of vehicles that we put it there i think it was around 10 to 11 vehicles i can't remember exactly the number uh, on top of that mm -hmm. We also provided already uh, some classics. Um, that was uh, the last one was uh, the Porsche and um, uh, the classic Porsche, you know, from from the the rally Dakar and also the Tatra. It's iconic, yes, exactly for mix and uh, iconic from, like from uh, with a Rotman, uh, Rotman classic uh, livery. Yeah, on, if you remember, so that th those are amazing vehicles because the the classic Tatra. Uh, was was an amazing beast uh, on Dakar and uh, Porsche as well. So the, both um, amazing vehicles. All, if you remember as well, in the beginning we we still have this um, you know additional pack that was coming with the deluxe edition. Deluxe edition is the edition that covers all the DLCs, and if you pay that, you, mm -hmm. you receive everything already included, wherever is there and wherever is about to come. And um, and there, if you remember, we have this, again, two vehicles included. One was the Peugeot uh, 405 from, um, you know, Arriva Tannen, uh, also a classic winner about that. Uh, on top of on top of that, we also had the, the, the DAF. You remember the DAF? The DAF is also a very iconic, uh, with actually the, 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 the idea that was to replicate as well these, um, iconic uh, momentum. I think it's a momentum that will never be repeated anyway more. That was, um, if, if I'm not mistaken, in, in 80, in 86, where, uh, Arriva Tenen was driving, um, you know, and was, uh, driving to win with his Peugeot very fast on the Sahara Desert. And then we see the DAF, uh, you know, this uh, turbo twin, uh, super powerful, um, truck that passes this. So overpassing him. So it's, it's amazing. It's something that is actually, uh, it's, you can't repeat that because even it's not possible nowadays. Not, not, not possible, not a truck passing a car that is possible, but on that level of speed, because the trucks now have uh, uh, speed limits, 
limited for yeah. safety reasons. Actually, um, that that was a, a very iconic momentum from the motorsports, but also it uh, we not with this truck, but with another truck from the DAF, there was a disaster because of the so powerful that was the truck. But anyway, the momentum itself that 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 was a, a place in time in history about exactly what's happening between the competition, how far we, we were on the competition. So the competition was so great back then. Um, so we, it was our iconic momentum and we, we, we replicated that as well. On top of that, we, we, um, we are now, uh, included some more classics. So one of the classics will be the, the classic, uh, Africa twin Honda. You remember the Africa twin? So it's something. Yeah. Okay. You know, from the, the original one, the first one, Africa Twin. So it's uh, we we want to memorize and make it memorable. The one of these so great uh, bikes, you know, from uh, actually Africa Twin is 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 the name of Africa because it's like a you have a, a, a motorcycle that can you know drive through the African and uh, that was the original Paris Dakar. So that was um, one of the classics that we want to bring. Another one uh, on on that um, it's it's uh, the Neva, so the the Lava is a classic vehicle as well. So it's uh, something okay. very unique uh, that uh, was uh, very very unique from the, the old days, uh, and it will be another great vehicle that will come. So it's pretty much um, the like I said in terms of the classics. So we are bringing. A little bit about each um, memorable moment, uh, you know, and if we put all together between those that you can acquire and those that are in the game to be won, you know, to be as a reward, uh, you'll get vehicles from, um, you know, from the beginning of the 80s until, including the, for example, the 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 Citroen uh, two horses, you know the Tushva. So it's uh, we we have that as as well. So there is a lot of uh, it's, it's, uh, it's hard, no? It's hard, it's hard for you guys to have a massive list of classic cars. Yeah, no, it's yeah. difficult. No, actually, because the, the the classic vehicles is is um, um, it's not only be- because they are so iconic and so different, uh, but also the 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 engines are completely different and they, the the suspension mm-hmm. are completely different. So when we set up each kind of vehicles, we have to work a lot in order to make sure that they have a completely different experience. So you don't expect to be the faster with the so linear, yeah, exactly. And, and but for example, for sure, if you want to be faster, use the Peugeot uh, two hundred and five or the four o five. And if you want just to have fun. Maybe use a Citroen two two horses. This is kind of. I made a compare a comparison with the, the other day with the with the Porsche yeah. with the Ari Vatman uh, Peugeot and it's a beast. The Peugeot is a beast, of course. Different type of car. It's more. It's taller, automatic. Ever even with a different downforce, it's completely different. Sometimes I, 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 we listen about the community says, oh, but why these older vehicles sometimes are, can, could be faster than the younger ones? It is important to understand that we try to replicate what was um, back then. That means back then there was pretty much no limitations. You, know, you pick up a, a vehicle, you could set up on your garage. Exactly. You have you to remember, it's a group. Garage. It's a group B on uh, on that car. Yeah. You remember, for example, there was uh, some classic vehicles, like for example, uh, a vehicle. What uh, I still remember, um, one that was sponsored by Dior, and uh, that was a Rolls Royce. I don't know if you remember that. And the Rolls Royce. So it's 
I, I put on my on my list for asking for cars. So, I have a list here of cars to ask. I said that even the Volvo three three four three is a is one that I would like yeah. to see. So pretty much whatever you can uh, get, you can go through the desert with that. That was the original idea from Dakar. Then of course because of regulations and trying to bring from a, a you know a, a homemade thing to something that. Um, to be regulated from the federation uh, and under the rally ride rules you have to establish in some rules uh, in order to make the competition properly uh, that's the rules of that's why the federation exists and make the the com- competition fair enough and the, and the, as well to uh, keep the minimum of s- 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 secure so to make sure that you know to you control the, the that one so in, in any circumstances uh it is important to to understand that nowadays we have uh, the vehicles pretty much more balanced because there are the rules about suspension rules about you know the the engine power and you know all these kind of things uh and back then, in the past, there was no regulation, so it was pretty much different. They they were way different to each other. Another important topic here: you 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 mentioned um, in the beginning of our conversation that there's so many vehicles on the car, and they feel so different. That's true. Also, not because we have five different classes, but for example, inside of inside of the car vehicles, you still have. Uh, the four by four, the, four the, the two by four, and the all driving vehicles, and all of them were set up differently. So, for example, if you sometimes oh, I'm picking up in this car that is so cute and so nice in terms of driving, but it's very complex to drive because. Yeah, because there's uh, rear traction, or uh, if you if if you don't feel so well by controlling a vehicle that is only two wheels traction control because you have to control by drifting every time, uh, then you have other options, like, for example, go for a a two-by-two, or in this case, four-by-four, or even a whole drive that was way more stable. They don't expect that those to be, um, you know, faster than than the, the other ones, but for sure, they will be more, you know, in terms of maneuvering and the ways to drive more secure than the other ones. So, again, all of these things is about... Exactly like that. So there is players that can have different fun and different experiences by using different vehicles. Yeah, is that you? You're right because they, all of them have a different way of approach, and I automatic as a person that I know how to drive, I know how to adapt it. But I see that when, for example, like I said, my wife she like to play, and sometimes she go inside of the cars with different categories, and she go try to go climb on the dunes, and after she she drive in automatic. So the car tend to not have the power to, to do the same oh, thing yes. as the previous car. So that's all of them have a different way. And that's, that's, that's yeah. funny. But I, w- I will say yeah. to you one thing is if you ever want to put some classic cars, I will say to you to put a Panda 4x4. I don't know why. I think it's one iconic <laughs> car. <laughs> I think they even went one to the classic Dakar uh, this year. I think so. It was one, um, one Panda 4x4. Yeah, the classic. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, most no, no, yes, the most near experience that you can get with uh, the classic vehicles that we have been already prepared, and I mean, including of course the the next big uh, you know DLC that is upcoming mm-hmm. uh, soon. Or what I'm seeing soon is the upcoming Moses. It, it will it will be for sure this year, uh, but we we don't have yet um, a specific date. Um, we are working hard on that, but. Yeah. Um, 
for, for that reason, um, the, the more near from this panda, it will be the Lada. So the Lada Niva is, okay. is, uh, is the more similar in terms of size and, uh, and special in terms of chassis structure. Um, you know that you can get in terms of experience. Of course, it's it's not the panda or or even the the but, but is the, the the you remember the Lada Niva you know from the 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 Russian vehicle that is very interesting uh, and is very iconic as well uh, to experiment. Yeah, like I told you, my my wife is uh, from Estonia, so she Lada is on her it's childhood. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <it's> exactly. <laughs> she love no, but it, it, it's funny all, all these. All these cars on this time, they could have the durability of survive stages as uh, as Paris, Paris Dakar. No, not now we're speaking about Saudi Arabia, but about Paris Dakar. It was so hard. But you see, like the Volvo 343 or a Panda or, or even the Lada, as you say, this car surviving this one was crazy. But let me talk, let me ask you what's going to be the next step. What is on your, what is for Porto after the, this Dakar? They will continue on Dakar, or you will try to approach other different type of uh, racing. Yes. Well, uh, with um, uh, what we can s- s- uh, speak so far is, of course, we we want to keep moving forward with um, uh, a lot of knowledge that we have from the, the two uh, initial skills. One is about open worlds. Okay. So how we can replicate open worlds and you know and to bring open worlds to to life, special open worlds that are authentic. That means is based on real things, right? So it's not mm-hmm. like oh, let's see uh, how it is on the fantasy world of uh, Mars or or Mars or or or, or Moon. No, I'm speaking about the real things from Earth. Um, on top of that, we also have driving. Of course, we have been working on a lot of that. Um, and uh, and one of the things that we are working right now is to on a driving game that will be uh, another simulation thing, but is on a huge map as well. Uh, in this case, is is a lot to explore. Um, that's what I can tell you that we are working okay. on on a more more. We will we keep tracking these. Um, you know, immersion about driving huge uh, areas with uh, realistic uh, vehicles uh, and so on. So this is it's something that we have been working so far. We have been working also to make, um, in this case, we'll be on, on, on road, so it will not be off-road. Uh, but because we want to experiment now how we, um, how we can have experiences with uh, uh, traffic vehicles, uh, people living wor- uh, worlds, and you know um, more about the, the the weather conditions and stuff like that. So okay. there's a lot of cool stuff uh, ongoing, um, and 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 is is based on on this kind of things. Of course, we are also working on other projects, um, but now in the in the more pre-production level. But in terms of um, ongoing development, is 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 like that. Uh, about Dakar, of course. Dakar is is a part of, uh, especially speaking about me, is a big part of my passion, of of course. And I would share the same. (laughs) Yes, and and and, uh, I would love to return uh, back to to Dakar. However, like it happens in the first one to the second one, if you remember, we released the the first one in um, in uh, January, January sorry, September twenty five, two thousand and eighteen. And we released the, the 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 other one 
a few years later, uh, that was on, um, you know, last year on the October 22, for October 22. So it took between 18 to, to 22, uh, a few years to bring another one. And why is that? It's not only about because it takes time to, to make it work, of course, but also because we, uh, uh, we need to make sure that uh, the sales and the community observe the game time enough to becoming, uh, you know, uh, another required to get another game. So, for example, um, uh, we, when we released the Dakar 18, we had to wait pretty much like one year and a half or something like that to turn over. So returning back all the investments that we made and becoming profitable, then mm-hmm. the things becoming profitable. So we can then reinvest again into, into, into the game. Uh, the, the, this one is not only about, uh, the, definitely we are performing way better than the, the first one, what is great, but uh, nevertheless, we need to have some space. Otherwise, uh, w- Dakar doesn't has um, so so big community as, for example, Formula One, where you can have a Formula One for each year and you keep selling, right? Because it's a very very solid and constant selling every year. Yeah, but you uh, keep you keep selling, but after the game that you bring on the next year, sometimes is undeveloped. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, so, or, or, or 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 eventually is a game that, uh, for example, <laughs> same pretty much with a different database, Livery, right? Exactly. So yes. I agree. I agree with you. Not not even on the part of profits, because as as a consumer, I prefer that you give me a game, and and I can see that you listening to the community when the community say, "Look, is we have some pro- problems on on the force feedback on the wheels." Or the cars yeah. and fields. So you take it back. You guys develop it. Yeah. I know that take Actually, time. Then, yes. you, then you give us a game. For example, now yeah, yeah, changing yeah. the gender. EA Games, I think, deliver a game about Star Wars. I think that two two weeks yeah. ago or three weeks ago. I I yeah. I don't, so, I'm not playing the gender. I I like Star Wars, but I don't play the gender. But for what I was reading, the game was released, and after two weeks, already received three updates. <laughs> so the game has released well, already. <laughs> As a consumer, yeah. I get I get stressed with these type of things. The same thing happened as a Formula One. They give me a new game or a WRC. You have WRC nine, ten, and uh, the generation. All them with three years, they they don't have anything big that make us going back. So I think sometimes it's better they they stop, like you guys do. Yeah. make the game good. Yeah, or when we it when you bring release it, bring us something <laughs> exactly exciting. Yes, for example, uh, we have been listening about the community and we have been making some of the updates and improvings and et cetera, and more. For example, uh, one of the things that we, we were working was um, uh, e- even there is uh, a lot of updates that we have been working to keep improving and uh, we did already and some are, are about to come. Um, you know, many of them was suggesting from the players we are reading, we are selecting, of course, of course, we don't it's difficult we we don't expect we don't expect to 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 invest um, a lot of time on uh, one specific suggestion unless it's a great suggestion but for sure when we receive the, a lot of people speaking about the same subject that means the community do cares so we take about that unless for any technical or budget wise reasons we we can't 
But on top of that, we have been able, for example, to uh, we we released the game with uh, some uh, some uh, uh, you know, for example, steering wheels, and then people said, "Oh, we would like to have this uh, uh, this brand as well." We 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 implemented. Then we would like to have the direct drive for something. You know, we have it as well. So we have been improving the game uh, for all the community. And for example, think about the uh, think with me um, when we will release the 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 editor of of the roadbook that will will bring the game for a complete next level and that yeah. that, that level will be the community will be able to create their own roadbooks and we cannot control that that means that you can do crazy things right so by doing these crazy so, things and let me I'm ask sure, you i'm sure that and we will take a, a look this, sorry and and the uh, mods are you guys planning to open? No, uh... I, I, I will touch on that. So, uh, okay. but just to understand, <laughs> from no worries. So, uh, regarding to the the roadbook editor, that means it it was never uh, done before. Even in Dakar team, we didn't. So, because we were because that opens amazing, uh, endless doors. You know, <laughs> from creativity to to problems as well. So. I don't know what kind of problems we will get it un- unless we deliver that tool to the community. But you know that is one of the key things we want to deliver that community so the community can keep our game alive forever. Uh, and and with that means that we will take uh, we will be listening and attention about what kind of issues, what kind of support we will need. <laughs> so we don't know exactly what kind of uh, Pandora box we are opening. Hopefully it will be uh, endless fun, but um, so that is about uh, making sure the game gets more, you know, uh, maturity. So it grows up and becoming a, a very unique piece of that. Despite, so we prefer to work on that instead of just running to the next one. So okay. because of course from from a from a from a financial perspective you we could say oh but uh, you know we 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 get money when we we release uh, a new game because it makes uh, you know the public attention you makes uh, the audience attention and so on and you know all the journalists etc cetera, etc cetera. but in the end we want to make sure that we establish well done this game before we move to the next one. Then once we get these, and when we we believe that the community is well uh, okay, and if we think we have you know everything okay, then we speak about the next things. But until there, uh, the, our plans are uh, or currently and at the momentum, our plans are completely focused about what it matters. That is, we have a lot of things to share. We we still have a lot of things to deliver to the community, and we we are still have a lot of crazy ideas to to share and to make sure that people will get fun. Now, moving to directly to your another topic that was about modding, right? So mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that we 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 have um, doing this on a on a more uh, a c- careful uh, move is because as you know uh, uh, we are using and that's part of our licensing from from the ASO is that we should use always um, a kind of you know original and license license vehicles and so on so mm-hmm. the move that we are doing right now um, uh, so the next move on that uh, subject is provide an, another editor 
to the players to set up your own vehicle that exists. So, for example, let's say that you have um, this uh, Toyota Hilux uh, 404, you know, and uh, that's the Toyota Hilux from 2020, for example. And mm-hmm. you have this one. So that means with that tool, you'll be able to clean up and have a, a clean vehicle, means, you know, a completely white vehicle, no brand know nothing and then you can create your own brands so you then you can create your own team by oh i want to create my own stuff i i want to have my own colors uh, my own flags my own stuff my name there and my numbers and etc so you will do it as as you want to be right so uh, theoretically you'll be able even even those that wants to be participating virtually or even that participated in real dakar but for one reason or another, we couldn't replicate them because we replicated a lot, but it's, it's impossible to replicate everyone because remember, every Dakar, we have more than 800 uh, vehicles there, so it's not possible for us. Uh, mm-hmm. we usually, we take around 70 per race. So um, it, it's always uh, people that we, we, we don't have time, we don't have resources to, to replicate. But now you can, uh, with more or less um, skills, we can use a tool that could be able to replicate that. Or even if you want just to create your own team, that your team, you know, you have your logos, your colors, etc. but uh, only for virtual Dakar, right? So, and, and, and that is important because considering that we now are also sharing this uh, Dakar rally uh, you know editor that means that you also be able to to um, you know to 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 create your own uh, stuff share with the others and imagine that you're playing against others but you want to be with your own colors with your own liveries so and open the door for esports Oh yeah, so 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 and and, and we, with that it, it makes it will make a unique thing. Let's say that for example you will be streaming yourself and sharing. Mm-hmm. So or if you are competing with others, people will see your unique vehicle, not a vehicle, like I said, because the vehicle needs to be one of these licensed vehicles. Because remember, mm-hmm. these brands, you know, could be Toyota, could be uh, Nissan, could be you know uh, uh, BRX, the Hunter, uh, or even the Audi. These vehicles are for real, and they were authentic. And the teams was um, uh, checking and licensing everything, so we cannot change that. That is uh, that's something that is our limits in terms of creativity. This is not a fantasy game; otherwise, it will be a different game. But we can uh, allow the players to dream about how about if I rent that car and paint that car with the colors and the, the logos and names that I really want and then play with it. And every time that I will be playing, people will see me if they play against me. Or even I can stream it on, on, and, and record on YouTube or you know, Twitch or whatever and, and allow to the community to see my piece of art. Um, so that is pretty much our plan. No, but I agree. I think um, we have to remember that sim racing and this sim role is about we do something that we will not be able to do. You know, we will not have the money to jump and go to a car or do uh, jumping on a Formula One car. You know, and so this is a way. And I think you you doing open the livery edition and you have the roadmap open for it. That's going to open for championships, like we say, and going to open for 
the esport teams if they want to jump and create a new a new gender on esports because esport is coming and it's coming strong. You see, I don't know if you are aware of uh, ECLR, ECLR, a competition with a F base on new game on GT3. And the prize, they finished the first uh, spring edition. They're going to go to the majors now in June. And the first team they won in terms of prom, uh, prize was 45,000 uh, pounds. That's a lot of money already involved yeah, yeah. on eSports. So I think uh, this is a way of Dakar jumping to eSports. You know, you, you can create your own team. Yeah. The, the, the race is going to be different. You never know which type of, <laughs> of uh, race yeah. you, you can do. That's something unique. The, the goal the goal at the momentum is to make sure that we also participate on growing up the community of this motorsport so it is um you know this commitment uh, of course we 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 are a company that belongs to uh saber and belongs to embracer and uh, ultimately uh we are in the game business uh to to make it profit of course but mm-hmm. on top of that we also have some um, some uh, relationships with uh, with the Azu organization and the FIA and stuff like that, and those those relationships and also as as uh, as a connection and uh, you know uh, part of social relationship with um, the, the motorsports. Um, and one of the things that we 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 are engaged as well with the Dakar project is to. Uh, you know, uh, share the world to the world about what is the rally ride. You know, there is a lot of people that never heard about Dakar or never thought about um, rally ride or even never understood what is a, a you know um, a roadbook editor or something like that or a roadbook at, at all uh, or the the rules of uh, a rally ride game uh, before the Dakar 18 or Dakar Desert Rally games. So these games are also about to be training. Just to 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 remember, you remember the pandemic years and during the pandemic years, that was 2020, 2021, we were developing Dakar Desert Rally. And um, there was not possible for the championships of rally ride to take place. So because pilots was at home and I still remember many of them, they were uh, installing uh, Dakar 18 and some of them streaming as well. And it was very nice to see the people that to make sure that they don't, don't, don't get so much time without getting this connection with the roadbook and the driving, falling routes and so on. They use Dakar, uh, you know, majority of the teams using Dakar, Dakar 18 back in this, um, to train them, to keep the mind training about how we can be surviving and faster on Dakar using the game because they could okay. not do that in the desert. That was true. That was a lot of teams. That was a massive progression on, on that. On Dakar Desert Rally, the idea is not only bringing that, that's why we, we also added this sport mode, sport mode where we have a beacon, where you see the beacon. Yeah. Of course, that is not the real Dakar. There is no flash, uh, no array that shows you the, the path. But uh, that was to make sure that we could bring an accessible, so it's a support for those that wants to drive in the desert but doesn't understand so well about the, mm-hmm. the but we also introduced a very interesting um uh let's say tutorial when you want to start the professional so if you remember we have the three game modes the first is the yeah. the, the sport mode sport is pretty much like you just 
you don't care about so much about driving uh, navigation. Just, just go just, forward, just, just follow. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Then you have the professional. The professional is you have a smaller stages where uh, not like like in the in the simulation where you have more forgiving and more easy access by navigation. Still, you have to navigate, uh, but it's more accessible, so you can you know, be uh, easily achieve that. And then we have the simulation. And where the simulation, that means you have the, you know, speed control as in the real life. You have to to control yourself regarding to your navigation as it happens in the real life. And uh, so all these uh, things comes together on the simulation, of course, but not necessarily that everyone likes the simulation. You can be somewhere in the middle with a, with a professional as well, or even if you just want to drive and don't think so much, you go to sport. So the idea is to how we could introduce uh, someone that never thought about how to be a rally ride driving experience. Maybe the first thing is like, just try to drive in the dunes, adapt to your car, try to control your car and your vehicle. Once we, we get that, then you, you have a, you already have the game. So you can move to the next level and the next level could be. Now, what about if you try to navigate as well? Or even you have to another person that can help you by navigating with you. And then you can even proceed with the sim. So all of these things are to make sure that we bring people, uh, you know, people that just randomly would like to, to experiment about what is going uh, fast off-road. And um, ultimately, we are training them. We are showing that there is uh, this motorsport uh, category that people are not aware because it's not so common from, from many parts of the world. So at some point, we are also promoting this kind of uh, genre of the motorsport. And um, I think it's, I'm very proud about that because um, we are advertising the people to don't forget about this uh, so great uh, category in the, in the motorsport of the FIA, and and you know the next generations. Remember, you you and me and many of the from from the other people. For example, you speak about your father, or I can speak about my father as well. So uh, we were fans about uh, Paris Dakar or Dakar because a we were from Europe, so especially uh, there were a lot of uh, advertising about that, but. It was also because it was uh, um, broadcasting on TV, and during the eighties, TV was a massive media, with everyone was listening about that. So, my generation was about the TV generation, my father's generation as well. So that doesn't happen right now. So at the moment, yeah, that's true. That's we true. are on the video, yes, on the video games uh, and social media um, generation, right? So. The, the the motorsports cannot anymore be trying no it's it's nice and it's of course uh, welcome to t television media to broadcast or even other kinds of media of course they're more than welcome but we need to understand that the young generation you know the younger people are not uh seated in front of tv anymore they will be pretty much more open to interact uh, on video games so that's yeah, exactly we, where you talk about something important. Uh, as as we come from the same country and you share the same news and everything, you knew it after uh, we arrived to the final of December, before starting the new the new year, you start already every news about uh, Dakar. It was already on on our uh, I would say tell now on our news at eight from eight o'clock. 
they will talk about uh, Dakar, about which driver exactly. will do. Exactly. Every was part of, yeah, exactly. I, I, I knew when the end of the year, I knew that we will come in Dakar. I knew that January would be Dakar. And uh, exactly, like you say, even if uh, in the new generation, in, in, even in Portugal, don't follow so much Dakar, it's still on the news almost uh, if we're going to have Dakar. They always make a segment about Dakar. I'm not yeah. so aware if they're still going every day, but it was like a daily, a daily thing that we will know what's happening in Dakar. Even, even if you didn't have any Portuguese around or if you have just a Portuguese driver, we're still having that one. But to finish the, this interview, because it's been amazing, I want to <laughs> ask you five, no, five, no, let's say four uh, fire questions that you're going to answer me oh. <laughs> without, without talking going to be quickly quickly ones nothing special not, nothing special but of course can be always tricky if you if you're ready for them okay please shoot <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go favorite uh, dakar car if you have to choose one i know it's well, tricky no 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 it's not uh, I, i still love my 405 peugeot from arriva 10 and i really enjoy that okay um, with the pioneer what, delivery or i, I drive Classic one, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so that's. I, <laughs> I would ask because he had the ca the camel too, so uh, it's always two of them. That oh yeah, but uh, that it's more about delivery. But I'm speaking about the car and the you know the accents, like uh, you know the vehicles between eighty six, eighty seven, and eighty nine. I think the the vehicle that I'm driving is the from the eighty nine from Arriva Tenen, and I okay. still love that car. I, I would say for me it would be the buggy Schlesser, the blue okay. one. Uh, from I think 2000, I would say that was after 2000. No, I think it was the winner on 2000, 2001, 2002. I, I don't remember now because, like I say, my memory forgot a little bit. But have to be okay. the the baggy, the French baggy. Uh, I I don't know. I I like it. I think it was such an iconic, iconic exactly. car. It did. Um, Dakar. What you prefer? South America, the Africa one, or the Saudi Arabia? Well, I think uh, they're completely different experiences. Um, you, you, we cannot compare. Um, okay. I, I didn't. I, let's say I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I will not compare with the North Africa because North Africa, I wasn't there. So I, when I started the, my personal experience on the field on Dakar, was I started um, in uh, South America, in Peru, okay. Bolivia, Argentina. And then uh, the third chapter that was um, so uh, the first one on, on North North Africa was only on from television, but uh, you know on the field by being there uh, with Dakar was only the in the South America and and uh, uh, so Saudi Arabia, uh, two completely different experiences. I think um, I will say that uh, what I enjoyed more in the uh, South America was. Um, and the, the people was very cheering and very, you know, enthusiastic, uh, you know, from, from Peru to Argentina. They were very, very enthusiastic about, um, you know, the rallies. So that was a tremendous experience. And on top of that is because we were cross-country, so completely different, uh, you know, landscapes and biomes. That was uh, very plus. Uh, Saudi Arabia itself is a completely different experience. And what I love okay. most about Saudi Arabia is because it's a huge country where actually people think uh, Saudi Arabia a lot only about dunes, and it's not. 
Actually, um, it's amazing how we can have completely different things from snowing in the in the in the in the mountains of the north, uh, from you know great great uh, you know beach sides and beautiful landscapes on the on the Red Sea and fantastic and uh, and uh, you know uh, uh, dunes areas. Uh, for example, I still remember even in the game playing the empty quarter. And the empty quarter is, um, you know, the southwest part. It's amazing. It's like you are the tiniest guy in the in the universe, and it's like uh, playing the Dune movie, you know, because that's that's amazing experience. Uh, and, and also, bring the yes. Mad Max, a Mad Max yes. <laughs> type of. <Yeah. laughs> it is so you can have you know from uh, amazing uh, oases to to uh, as well amazing dunes. So I think. Uh, as only one country, I, I believe that we have a way more uh, desert rally experience um, in in the, in the Saudi Arabia uh, because when it was on on South America, we have a tremendous, gorgeous um, uh, um, desert uh, from the dunes of of Peru. But uh, most of the time was not on the desert itself. It was more about you know landscapes like uh, uh, camel grass and stuff like that. Especially when you enter into the, I remember the the, the Argentinian where you were more about the dry rivers, you know, um, the the uh, wadis, uh, and and more than pretty much the dunes that we have on on uh, on Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is the pure uh, desert trolley, in my opinion. Will be will be much more hard to uh, Dakar on South America probably than is on uh, on Saudi Arabia, you know, because. Uh, more, ro well, more rocks, more rocks, more. Uh... Yeah, well, actually, actually, you you definitely have um, more. Um, you know, because it's cross country, you get more variation when you go. Uh, you know, from from the desert of uh, of Peruvian desert, you can go okay. for the altitude on the on the Bolivian, then you go down to to the Argentina or even the Patagonia. So it's uh, it's different things. Uh, and a completely different uh, biomes. Um, like I said, it's not so much about the desert rally. It's more about uh, you know um, a cross country uh, with beautiful landscapes where it's uh, beautiful. You know, it's it's amazing. You know the um, you know these countries between Peru, Chile, uh, Bolivia, Argentina. Uh, unfortunately, we never ended to have Brazil, but you know these countries are amazing in terms of. Uh, of of, uh, of um, you know the the nature that they have, um, uh, but you know cannot compare. We 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 have a great things and a great experience as well on on Saudi Arabia. So it's, it's something that for sure I cannot say what is the best. I will say that is completely different things. It's like for example, if you want to you if you like more to go to the mountains of Jerez, um, or if you want to go uh, to the the beach of Algarve, you know it's completely different experiences. You know that, that's exactly. uh, the, the correct. Would you adventure yourself on a Dakar? Sorry? Would you adventure yourself doing a, da oh, a Dakar? Uh, that's on my <laughs> One day to do it. I never had the time. No, actually, it's, it's, uh, um, in, in the past, I didn't thought about that because um, there were a certain moment where Dakar was very, you know, um, very expensive. Uh, still is, but it was uh, in the back in the days, you know, for example, by driving a car or a truck was very, very expensive. And by just being an amateur, 
I never thought about that. Uh, I was more, oh, I want to uh, bring a, a game so I can play it every time, right? And exactly. that was the, my thoughts. But nowadays, uh, with the, especially with the category of the SSVs and also the classics, you know, the classics category, it's way more accessible. Uh, remember about that the classics category, for example, or even uh, how it was in the in the past in North Africa. The goal is not so much about oh, I want to be driving fast, I want to be you know uh, the best uh, you know professional because I'm not no professional. Is about it's surviving, surviving that. So yeah. having a great time with your partner, you know, or whatever is your you're being a navigator or the driver, but making sure that you know you are being living with them. Uh, think about like two weeks where you will be driving every time and then sleeping, recovering to driving again and again and again every single day. And you drive for four hours, five hours, six hours, depending on how the problems you, you can get it, uh, what kind of mechanical problems you have to switch or all kind of uh, problems that, you know, replacing two or three times the tires, you know, these kind of things with the spare tires and so on. So all of these kind of things is about um, surviving things. So making great decisions and be responsible by these uh, in the decisions that you de- decide to make along the way. Um, and this, this is something unique. Um, and uh, we have that. And also, like, like I said, the SSV categories, where it's, uh, wherever it is the, from the, the light um the prototype light vehicles, you know, that is uh, with Can-Ams and Polaris and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is uh, more accessible in terms of the pricing and the renting. So it's uh, there is a lot of now um, uh, possibilities where you can, uh, you know, book uh, some team that y- you can provide you uh, all the access and all the things for that. Uh, I, I never, I never thought to do that on on the bikes. I love bikes, and I actually I ride as well. So I I love bikes, and I would love to do uh, by the bike. But I'm not sure if I could. Um, uh, could do it because you know I'm I'm I I'm turned myself 50 years old this year. <laughs> I'm not sure if the upcoming years I will have strong enough because you know it is amazing. It's like an uh, being a heroic act by driving, be, you know, for two weeks uh, on the desert, uh, you know, by navigating and driving and alone, being completely alone in the the wilderness. So it's, it's something like. Amazing! Yes, uh, yes. I, I will. In my, it will be my preferable uh, class. However, uh, I think it will be you know in the, in the list of plan in the years to come is to do that um, for sure. But I'm sure that we'll be on a more comfortable way in the in the, in the car or a SSV, you know, or a classic, for example. Okay, and if if it was a car, which car you would like to do it? Well, course, it's not the... about what I would like; it's what I can do, right? It's uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Once again, I think I think there is a few vehicles that will be, um, like I said, if, if if one possibility may be more accessible to be an SSV, you know, uh, we're talking about Canam, we're talking about uh, Polaris, that's also the Yamaha as well. So there there is uh, some good good brands uh, with uh, very nice vehicles to have fun in the desert. Um, I think most probably will be something like that. Uh, but if not, if it's a, a classic. Well, 
finding a very nice classic. Um, you know, there is a uh, tons of very uh, amazing ones. You know, from the Porsche. In uh, the, of course, the Porsche is the, is the one of the top of the list. But also, if we could get again the prototype from the the Peugeot uh, two hundred five or even the the four hundred five, these these classic vehicles are, are are amazing as well. It's something that I would definitely would prefer. But um, or, or of course, even or, or even trying to do with um, you know, there is always a car in my mind that is a beautiful um, Peugeot uh, three uh, three thousand and eight three zero zero eight. The long, the long one. Car exactly, and um, you know that was a kind of a almost a perfect car. You remember that was uh, one always the Peugeot one always the the vehicles. Uh, because this car was so perfect, you know. Of course, the pilots was also perfect pilots as well, but they were, you know, achieved the perfection between the machines and then the pilots. And for sure, um, you know, trying to do that with a with a Peugeot uh, three thousand and eight uh, Dakar Maxi Dakar will be a kind of a, a dream thing. But I, I don't think that is possible because I believe that there were only four available. And I don't think that they, they have any more <laughs> of these kind of vehicles. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, trying to get some replica from the 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 Peugeot 405, I think it's it's maybe more possible than the other one. So so the question is not so much about the desire or what is my wish, but could be more about uh um, you know, possible to, to achieve. Okay, that's perfect. From my part, I want to say thank you so much for everything. Thank you so much for the game. I know that Dakar 18 was the first installment. was a difficult game because it was the first time that everyone was doing something. Of course, could be always a lot of things that we could change. This Dakar, I think, is the biggest approach on terms of Dakar. I like it. Uh, like I say, my wife, that she don't she don't drive. She is a favorite car, a favorite game that she. She put all the time. So if she jump on a simulator or I give a remote, is the first game that she go to select. And I think for me, it's something unique. We have a, our country do a different type of game. I think all the love that you guys putting on the game is is good. You you been open since the first day that I approached to come to the podcast. So from my part, thank you so much for everything. And I just yeah. hope see you guys doing more and see more Dakar or different type of content. I'm really really keen to see more. Thank you very much, uh, Hugo. And um, uh, not on behalf of myself and on behalf of Saber, Port to Saber as a company, but uh, especially, um, you know, from on behalf of all the team that uh, with me created the Car 18 and the Car Desert Rally, uh, I, I want to thank you um, and thank you all the community and you know, everyone that uh, you know uh, help us uh, to proceed this adventure by buying the game and uh, uh, trying and then encouraging others to to play as well because one of the things we, when we try to do something unique not looking back and see oh uh, I'm I, this this game is cool so I want to do another game like this one so just with a different content we didn't try that approach the approach was let's do something unique something different and when you try to do something unique and different, you have to keep working on that in order to make it better and better. And uh, every time we receive someone that says, oh, I love the game, you know, uh, even if you need to, I would like you to improve this or that, but I really enjoy this, uh, a lot of pleasure, a lot of, a lot of hours of experience and unique experience. 
every time that we listen that or every time that we read that on the, on the social media and so on is um, a very big uh, motivation for us to keep the adventure, you know, to try to keep things uniqueness. Thank you very much. Da minha parte, um muito obrigado à Sabra Porto e a todos os membros da equipa que tiveram sempre em contacto direto comigo. Isto já foi gravado, penso que em finais de abril, princípios de maio, que gravámos esta entrevista. A entrevista só está a ser posta agora porque eu estava a criar este mês de não é, fazer o plano do mês de Rally e achei que seria o mais indicado, indipô-los no mês de Rally. Acho que seria muito bom termos falarmos um pouco, como falámos do início da história do Rally, termos o Nicolas de GV que é um criador de social media a nível de rally e se calhar um dos maiores criadores a nível mundial. E claro, agora temos um estúdio da Sabra, da Sabra Porto que falou-nos um pouco sobre todo o trajeto deles e para finalizar para a semana iremos falar do que é que se espera para o rally, o que é que eu espero que poderá ajudar a evoluir o mundo do rally de simulação, o que é que eu acho que está errado, que está acontecendo neste presente e que será também futuro portanto muitas coisas para acontecer e poderemos ter uma novidade para a semana, por isso guys espero que tenham gostado deste episódio e vejo-vos espero que tenham gostado deste episódio e espero contar com vocês para a semana mais uma vez, da minha parte é um muito obrigado e até já <música>